Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of the movie Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. This is your spoiler alert for Star Wars and Rise of, Rise of Skywalker in general. Um, so if you haven't seen these movies or the most recent movie, uh, please pause the, pause the podcast and come back uh, after you've seen it. This is Matt and I'm joined by Noah. Hey there. I was going to say, because I like to start it off with just a big spoiler at the <laughs> beginning, just to ruin it for anybody else, but I don't know. I'm just said, this is Star Wars. This is a lot more special to me than Doomsday Clock. So yeah, I won't, I won't spoil it right at the beginning. Well, you're safe because uh, spoiler learning, our spoiler alerts have been, been given. So what are your, what are your general thoughts uh, on this, uh, on this latest movie before we uh, take a deep dive? I've, well, like just like because I'm I'm biased. I've loved all the new Star Wars films, and for the most part, I love every Star Wars film. And but I won't. That never stops me from complaining about them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to complain a lot about this one. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of just. I just love Star Wars. I love being in the world. And so far, you know, I, even this one really hasn't disappointed me. And giving me some like you know the the good stuff in this movie outweighed the bad for me i guess is a good way of saying it so the good star wars stuff outweighed the bad star wars stuff but what about you yeah i uh i liked it i i saw it about uh, about two days ago and i'm still sort of processing it um part of me feels like it's star wars so it's like a comfy blanket so yes. there's there's a certain amount of stuff i'm going to enjoy about it um, but as I've sort of processed this and thought about it for the last, you know, 24, 48 hours, uh, I'm not thrilled with it. I, I'm okay with it, but I'm not thrilled with it. I guess that would be the best way to, to, to put it. Yeah. And that seems to be the general consensus with people, you know, like, uh, there are the people who like hate it. Right. You know, but there's not much of people like who come out and been like, yeah, I love it. You know, that stuff, there seems to be either people who hate it or people who are just okay with it, you know? Um, at least that's what I've run into. Or like you said, people who are like you and, and me for the, some time too uh, are just still trying to get our minds around it. But that seems to be the general effect that these new Star Wars films have had on people. Yeah. Is that like, it's sort of, you go in, you know what you love about them, but you also know what you hate about them right after the first viewing. And then afterwards, like you think more about them and you love the parts that you loved more and you hate the parts that you hated even more, you know, at least that's sort of the effect that I've had, they've had on me. So. Yeah. I, th- I think since the, the, these last three, um, I, I think, you know, when I saw uh, the force awakens, um, that was just sort of like uh, uh, the thrill of having having something new. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the the complaints was or it was just sort of a rehash of um, you know plot lines. It wasn't anything new. It was just sort of fan service to um, give us what we liked. Um, I know that the 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 uh, the other the the second movie and the the last three the the the, the last Jedi um, is that is that what it's called? I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know that that one was pretty divisive as far as like more people not liking it than liking it. It was sort of a departure. Um, and then this one, um, I felt like this one was just uh, putting all the, putting all the pieces back from, from the last Jedi and just 
um, just getting us to the end point. I don't really feel like there was a ton of, of story. It just sort of dropped us in and we knew instantly like this was point A and by, you know, whatever, however many steps we were getting to, to the, to the end point. So, so what did you think? Yeah. And I think that's a good, and I like that part of it. I liked, uh, I was, I went in, uh, it only took seeing one of the like clickbait articles, like, you know, that there have been a lot of, since Rise of Skywalker came out that say like, it's a garbage movie, that kind of thing, or like, it's the worst Star Wars film ever for me to start going in being like, oh, wow, I should probably just to know what to expect going in, like what were the criticisms? Cause then I don't have to be thinking about it while I watch it mm -hmm. or at least to have my expectations lower. So I, I watched a lot of reviews and people were saying that they felt uh, that it was sort of heavy on exposition, but I went in and I was pretty surprised how that first act really sort of launched you into the story. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something I expected to go in and feel it, make it be a lot slower so that they could explain why the emperor was back and whatnot. But I, I felt like it kind of almost started too fast and I wanted it to slow down. Like well, they sort of glazed over all the emperor stuff really fast, you know? And I was like, okay, whoa, you know, that kind of stuff. Like you could just take a moment to let us breathe in this new bit of information, but you know, it's like two sentences in the opening crawl. It's like the emperor's back and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, they don't give too much of an explanation. And then they kind of give a little bit of an explanation sort of later on, but we still don't know why he's back. So I kind of wish, I like the, the, the pace of the movie, but I kind of wished it slowed down at certain parts so I could be like, okay, well, why is this happening right now? But yeah, we, you know, we, we started off with that crawl. And like you said, yeah. that gives us the in information. And, uh, you know, we had heard, uh, we had heard the emperor's laugh in some of the, the trailers. So, right. you know, we, we knew that there was that aspect of it. But, you know, from the opening crawl, um, we just dive into um, Ren looking for, looking for him. Which is awesome. Uh, yeah, that was a cool sequence. Yeah. And I think we can both agree, probably, I mean, I, I think in everyone I've talked to said the same thing that Kylo Ren's probably the best part of this movie and in other movies past. At least that's sort of my, how I feel. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think it's a combo of, and again, you know, we, we've given the spoiler alert, but I think it's yeah. uh, a lot of it is that it was the, the development of Kylo Ren, which yeah. is also Ben Solo. And that's, you know, right. we, we, we get that, uh, we, we get Ben at the end. Um, but I did, uh, you know, what was interesting was, you know, I feel like with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, like those almost took place like literally like almost like right after another. And this one, some time had passed. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, we don't get any, we don't get any information. I mean, other than the opening crawl, um, you know, that the, 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 this, I guess this radio communication is going, you know, all over and everybody's, everybody's hearing it. Um, it just seems weird to me that like Kylo Ren is the, is the first one to sort of narrow down on the location. I mean, I guess he's, yeah. he's got some connection there, but uh, it, he meets with, he meets with, uh, uh, the the emperor, and then the emperor sort of gives him all that information that he's sort of been pulling the strings. Yeah. Um, uh, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't, obviously he didn't die at the end of Jedi. And since then he's, you know, been 
manipulating him. He was he was behind Snoke, which was interesting. Um, yeah, because if he created Snoke, like why did he create him to like be deformed and have like that? Yeah, he could have just created you know any sort of looking humanoid creature, but he he he's like he's like this is what he looks like. He's got a you know a big gash in his head and all that stuff. So that was that was weird. Yeah, and I'm hoping you know and, that, and you know the easy explanation is J.J. Abrams had more plans for Snoke than Ryan Johnson did. Yeah. And then Ryan Johnson killed him off and J.J. was like, I really wanted him for the third act of this trilogy. And, you know, but so that's, that's what everybody knows that, that kind of thing. That's an easy criticism. What I'd be interested to see then is what they do in the expanded universe Mm -hmm. to explain Snoke. So I'm really interested to see where the Kylo Ren series goes in explaining who Snoke is and as far as like how he relates to Palpatine. Cause we talked about that in the comic Yeah, that he's deformed because of something Luke did to him. Snoke is. So I'm hoping that like, you know, cause star Wars definitely now and with, with, you know, Disney's involvement, it isn't just the movies anymore with the success of like, you know, the acclaim of like some of the TV shows, the animated shows like, you know, for kids, but now Mandalorian, for adults and kids. And then also with the comics being, you know, very well read and, you know, people read it. I'm, I'm more excited to see what other creators will do with some of the, you know, the gaps that Rise of Skywalker gave us, you know. Yeah, and from from uh, Kylo Ren talking to Snoke, we then sort of shift to, uh, I guess, if I remember correctly, we sort of go to uh, Finn and and Poe in the uh, in in the Falcon, right? Which is a very cool sequence of the Millennium Falcon being light speed skipping through mm-hmm. planets. That was a cool sequence, I thought. Um, and uh, cool fact, trivia fact: the alien that they go to in that one spot that like lowers down the cable to plug into uh, I can't remember if it's like R two or BB eight with all the information from the spy. Uh, at first I heard the voice of that alien. I was like, that sounds familiar. And then he kept talking and it was Mark Hamill doing the voice of that alien. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's a very, it, I was like, I heard it. And I was like, oh, that's a very Mark Hamill voice. And so he played two characters in The Last Jedi also. So I'm wondering if they're just going to keep bringing him back now to do voices and, you know, the occasional force ghost Luke maybe. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, Finn downloaded the information into R two, yeah. and then yeah. they sort of there's a there's the chase after it, and that's when we find out that there's a there's a spy or a mole in the in the in the first order, and yep. at that point we don't know who it is. We don't. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm I I'm, I'm piecing things together in my head now, but like that information is the information that lets them know that like. Um, the emperor. The Palpatine's is, built the fleet. Yeah, yeah, and they know that they they have huge issues because all of those things have like those planet destroying cannons. Um, so basically, we've moved from uh, Death Stars to sort of more mobile, you know, Death Stars. So um, yeah, there's always got to be a Death Star in there, um, which is funny, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense. Death Stars sort of always been, you know, that's the when you think of like bad guys or like, you know, evil things within fiction and universes, the Death Star is very iconic. So it makes sense why it's such a big part of Star Wars still. Yeah. 
And yeah. so from there, do we go, we go to, I guess we go to Ray, um, yep. still, still training and, um, we yeah, get, we get some of we get some shots of sort of her skills. Um, she's doing that uh, meditation with the with the stones going around her. Yeah, um, and then she's 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 having some struggles, you know, completing everything. So so, what did you think about that there? I I really liked that, but my, the part I really liked about it was um, in Force Awakens they didn't follow up on something from the Return of the Jedi, which was that Leia was had the Force, yeah, and was able to be trained. And then Force Awakens skipped over that fact. But then Last Jedi brought it back that she was able to use the Force. And then in this movie, they show that she was a fully trained Jedi and then left that to become the general of the Resistance. And I loved seeing her as sort of the master of Rey, mm -hmm. teaching her. And uh, that was a cool story moment, I thought. And then, yeah, I loved all the idea of Leia being a Jedi. I thought that was great. And again, it'll be something cool to see people do comics about and write novels about as her as a Jedi, you know, now that that's canon within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And so after that, sort of our, 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 our three main characters, uh, you know, Poe, Ray and Finn are back together. Yeah. Um, and then those three go on, uh, on a mission um, to locate, uh, I guess it's to locate the guy who was looking for Luke he was also looking for um, the Emperor as well. Is that correct? Yeah, well, he was looking. So they reveal later he wasn't looking for the Emperor, but he was, uh, he was sort of tasked by the Emperor to look for Jedis, basically. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, he was looking for Luke, but he was also, yeah, he was, uh, he was like a Sith bounty hunter, basically. And, uh, but what he has is he has the other map to the Sith homeworld where Palpatine is. So Correct. at the beginning, Kylo finds the first map. And then there, they, there's always two, which is a nod to the prequels where they talk mm -hmm. about the Sith. There are always two. You know, that's the rule with the, 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 uh, the, uh, the Sith rule that there's always two. So, that, so they have to go look for the second map, um, which, yeah, the, the last known location of it was the, the Jedi Hunter, which... Ray learns about from the texts that Luke had in his uh, in um, on the planet in Last Jedi. Yes, so that gets us to the last known location of of that individual. Um, they go to sort of that celebration where they they meet up with Lando. Yeah, um, Lando. And then um, you know, then there's the the chase with the with the troopers, uh, the troopers who can they, they can fly now. Yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, Kylo Ren is still, uh, you know, after Rey because uh, he's been tasked. You know, the the Emperor's told him to to, to kill Rey, and obviously he's he's hesitant to to follow out follow uh, you know follow out on that order. Um, and that's where we get the the scene that we saw in the trailer where she she leaps over the um, the the tie fighter cuts off the one side of it and it crashes yeah um so then that brings us to a key point where um there's you know we we've we've criticized people for uh sort of like plot holes in in comics before, but yeah. everybody just sort of acted out of character there for a while. Like, I think Ray was the only one that was in character, but like Chewie just sort of goes off and like Chewie's a capable yeah. like individual. And he just like, 
he just gets captured. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and he, he just sort of like, hey, hands up. You got me. This is totally on Chewie. Chewie would be like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to fight here. We're going to, we're going to rumble. I'm not yeah. going. He went pretty quietly. Like he just sort of like walked into the, the first order, or I guess, no, the last order's trap in that part, which I was yeah. kind of pissed off about when I thought that they killed him off. Um, but then I, after a while I was kind of like, nah, they didn't kill him off. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, so let's talk about that for a little bit. So, yeah. um, uh, Chewie's on the, Chewie's on the transport, one of two transports we find out later. Right, yeah. Um, Kylo is sort of just casually strolling up to, to mm-hmm. Ray as, you know, and the, the, the bad guy walk through the, through the desert planet. Finn and Poe are yelling at her to, to get on the, um, to get on the, the ship. She's, She's upset because Chewie's on the transport. So then she starts to pull the transport down and then Kylo starts to, you know, allow it to sort of ascend. Um, so we sort of have that force battle there. That was a cool scene. I like that because we haven't seen force powers that strong in a while. Yeah. I like that part. So, but during that struggle, the, the sort of the, the, the force lightning comes out of Ray. Yeah. Which I guess when you see the end of the movie is a bit of a, uh, is a bit of a Easter egg to, you know, there's one other individual who sort of has that, uh, that force lightning from, from their fingertips. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that blows up, that blows up the, uh, the, uh, the transport, everybody thinking that, that Chewie's, Chewie's dead. Uh, so this is a little bit of, uh, this is a little bit of how trailers can can ruin movies because I I knew I was like he he's not dead because I haven't seen the scene where he and Lando are on the on the Falcon yeah know, exactly around yet so I'm like he's not dead um, and I was like is she going to I mean because I think at that point we we'd already seen some sort of like force healing right yeah we'd also seen yeah so before they find the ship they fall into a sinkhole after their chase through the Correct. desert. And it's only that whole sequence of them falling through this, that trap is for them to fall into this like snake pit. But actually that's two things. So they fall into the snake pit. They think the snake's going to attack them, but the snake is just hurt. And so they heal. So Ray uses her force, her life force to heal mm-hmm. the, the snake. But in that, while they're down there, they find the remains of the Sith, the, the Jedi hunter that yes. they've been tracking down. And he has a dagger on his dead body that they take. And Ray has the vision. She holds it and she has the vision of when her parents left her. Correct. When she touches it. So she knows that that's linked to her origins in some way. And then we get the whole thing with Chewie being captured. But yeah, so yeah, either I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking either she's going to heal Chewie if he's in the wreck or they pull the Raiders of the Lost Ark where you know in Raiders where you think Marion's dead Mm -hmm. but it was just two different trucks which is that's what they did in this movie yeah yeah which I thought was a cool homage I got that I was like oh that's an Indiana Jones reference so what did you think about the fact that it was a dagger that was sort of a weird you know I I know that there's you know different levels of technology but it just seemed weird that it was it was it was in a dagger, you know. The the, the inscriptions yeah. were a dagger. That was a lot more sort of like your your Indiana Jones sort of uh, item. There are a lot of Indiana Jones moments in this film, and it was. I'm always happy when things new are new are being added to the mythos and stuff like that. 
So I, I, I like that part of it. And I, and again, I'm a, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. So I kind of like one star Wars and Indiana Jones crossover as weird as that might be. Um, but yeah, it did. It was weird. And there was weird stuff in this that like felt out of place. But again, I'm, I'm always sort of open to the new stuff, like mm-hmm. just sort of adding new things that kind of, you know, add, you know, to a, to a point, I'm okay with new things being added to it, but, um, it kind of would make sense that like it would be a dagger, you know, that the, the Jedi hunter would use because he's not a Sith or he's not a Jedi. True. He'd have some sort of like, but still would have something reminiscent of like old fashioned, you know, like religious things almost. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. So I think from there, um, you know, the, the three get back together. They're obviously upset thinking that they, they've lost Chewie, but they, they know yeah. that they have to get out because, uh, Kylo's there and uh, uh, you know they've just been devastated um, so they, they get that ship and they get out of there um, I, I don't think we cover this but Ray recognizes the the, the ship which, yeah when also, they, when, yeah so um, I'm trying to think from there is that when C3PO when they, says that he has he has the information but he can't or he read the he read the information from the dagger but he can't translate it because his his code will not allow him to 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 translate the well no not not he can translate it but he can't you know sort of communicate that to others because he can't do the sith language is that that correct yeah that's correct because chewie had the dagger on his bag in his bag and so they they lost the dagger so they can't take it to anyone else to translate and so only c3po has it um which i liked all the c3po stuff in this film i thought it was like he like I felt like there was some very good like you know classic C3PO moments in this movie. Um, yeah. that being one of them where he just is like, "Oh, it's so terrible that I'm the only one that knows how to use it now." That kind of thing. And that yeah, was, that was funny. Um, and yeah. So, but. I think from there, Finn tells them that he knows um, somebody who could possibly circumvent. 3PO's programming and 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 pull the pull the the information from him, right? Is that is that how that goes? Uh, yeah, Poe says that he knows somebody on a, on another planet. Um, yeah, who would be able to? Yeah, who would be able to hack 3PO's hard drive, basically? Um, and uh, yeah, so they go there to the new planet, the snowy planet. Yeah, and from there we get a little bit. Uh, we get, I guess, we get two sort of new characters. We get uh babu freck the uh very the, uh, awesome. the droid sort of uh hacker and yeah. the character in the mask and i can't remember her name but i can't either it's carrie russell on carrie russell. there yeah we'll just call her carrie russell yeah yeah um and so you know they give us a little bit of poe backstory there uh, yeah it's a spice runner so is oscar oscar isaacs in dune the i th- he might be actually. I think he is in Dune. So I was like, "Is this my uh, is this my Star Wars Dune Spice crossover here?" Which Spice has always been a part of Star Wars because of Frank Herbert. Like I mm-hmm. think they mentioned Spice in in A New Hope, even and stuff like that. And that was because uh, that was because George Lucas was a huge uh, huge Dune fan. Yep, Oscar yeah. Isaac. Yeah, he's playing Duke uh, Leto Atreides. Yeah, cool. yeah. So that's our that's, that's our uh, that's, that's our the Dune dad. Star Wars uh, connection there. Yeah, that's um, um. Is that the uncle or is that uh, not the uncle? But is that the one that trains? 
what's his name in Dune? Uh, I'm drawing. A, I, I I read the I read the book and I've tried to to watch the David Lynch movie uh, and failed multiple times. So I'm not exactly okay. Sure. <laughs> okay, never mind then. But yeah, that's a that's so yeah. Spice is definitely a Dune thing that's in Star Wars. Um, but Spice in uh, in Star Wars lore are drugs. So so basically, they say Poe was a drug dealer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but then I love that that that's one of my favorite lines where it's like, "You were a spice runner." And he's like, "Yeah, and you were a stormtrooper, and you were a scavenger. I can do this all day." Like uh, that that was that was funny. Um, yes. Yeah. So Babu Freck. Um, yeah. He pulls the information out of 3PO, um, and that's where we get the, the line that we saw in one of the trailers that I'm just saying goodbye to to my looking at my friends for one last time because there's some sort of uh, yeah. danger that uh, that uh, you know once he reboots uh, he will forget everything and especially if R2's backups don't don't work. Um, so we get a little bit of 3PO not remembering things, but he does get them the code so they yes. now have the they have the information as to um where the is map that, is yeah yeah so that points them to the fact that uh, the the crash they need to get to the crash death star correct yeah then you get to the crash death star on one of the it's either it's on one of the other moons in and on the in in the endor system yeah because um, they they mention that uh they they mention there's just some sort of mention of uh, you know, taking it to where the last, the last war ended. And then, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that it's, uh, so that thing, I guess when it blew up, sort of descended into that, that moon and crashed into the, to the water, which is very treacherous to get to. Yeah. Um, we meet some new characters um, that were former stormtroopers um, that defected sort of not, as much as 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 Finn, or they they sort of defected as a group, where Finn was like a solo uh, defector, right? Right. And but before all that, we have one of the first lightsaber fight between Kylo and Rey. Oh, that's right. Because she's go on to the rescue Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, she's on the she's on the destroyer because she senses that he's alive. Yeah. Right? I guess we we're kind of jumping around, but uh, yeah, that, that's that, fine. Yeah, that scene was really cool, though. I like that they have basically a because the, the one thing that they continue from Last Jedi into this film is them being able to talk with each other through the Force across space. Yeah. And then, like, again, something that they continued over from the last film is that, like, all of a sudden, it's not just, like, a spiritual connection or whatever it is. Like, it can be a physical one as well. So they're, they're actually having a fight, you know, in different places, and then things are coming over from each you know each other's location which is important later in the last act that becomes an important thing um but in that time uh yes they have the fight poe and finn rescue chewy they have a cool blast shooting shoot off shoot out and on the star destroyer and then they meet the the spy as well um, yeah gave them all the info yeah so that was that was interesting i like the fact that like it was a so when when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of kind of silly that that's the spy." But then when he gave the explanation, is somebody that sort of worked in 
in business and stuff like that it's there's always the one person that will like do anything to sort of derail your career or to de- yeah. you know derail your project so you know it wasn't out of any you know unloyalty to 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 the empire in general it's just sort of uh you know you know one upsmanship on on Kylo Ren and getting him to 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 fail at something so that 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 brought me around but at first i was kind of like oh, i don't i don't like that yeah, that was that was what brought me around too, and I just love the actor who plays Hux. Um, he's such a good performer, and I kind of like, and it makes sense because the last two films, Kylo's only been beating up on Hux. Yeah, and then like, yeah, for him to basically be, I just want to get back at him once, you know, make him fail once at least, you know, that kind of thing, and he does in a way. Um, but that was a cool end of that character's arc, and then he just gets blasted because no one believes the lie that he didn't help them escape. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the there's the battle. Uh they get back to the Falcon and then Ray and uh Kylo um sort of have like a uh a conversation um in that hangar. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a lot of back and forth, uh, you know, playing on that that history that they've built up on the last two. She jumps onto the Falcon, um with But we gotta the- talk about the twist before that. Okay. Yeah. So this is a this is the big I think there are two big conversation points here that the review should rest on. All right. And the first one is that twist where Kylo basically explains to us, the audience and to Ray, that Ray is the is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. So what did you think of that? Um so at first I wasn't thrilled with it. Um, cause you know, there'd been all of this mystery, mystery about Ray's, uh, lineage. And then the, we were told that they were nobodies. Um, and I didn't really like it at first, but then when I thought about it, I, I liked it that it's sort of, I know that the prequels, a lot of people don't like the prequels, but you know, it was the Phantom Menace and you know, it was Palpatine, through all of those and then it was you know the emperor palpatine at the so it sort of tied all nine movies really well together so i I, now thinking back to it i I do like it yeah and i'm kind of split because i liked how last jedi basically said you don't have to worry about who your parents are to be a jedi Mm -hmm. you know you know that ray is strong with the force not because she's the daughter of someone or anything like that she's not you know darth vader's other child or Luke Skywalker's child, she's a nobody, but she's just strong with the force, which sort of Last Jedi plays with those themes. And it does actually follow it up with other characters that are like, you know, nobodies, but still are strong with the force. And, uh, but this one, I was, it was, you know, saw it with Rebecca, my wife, and she, she pointed out that it's important to Ray because she had to come to the grips with the idea that, you know, anyone can be strong with the force in the last one. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's all about, you can decide if you're good or if you're evil, despite, you know, your father or your grandfather being the most evil, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Um, you said that there was two major plot points that were given here. What was the second one? We'll get to it. It's at the end. Okay. Um, But yeah, that one, that one's a big one. And uh, I do agree with you though. It does sort of tie all nine together that Palpatine's sort of been behind it all. And yeah. Okay. So, They now know that they need to get to the the crash Death Star. So I, I think again we've we've gone back and forth a few times, but 
yeah. Get, she gets to the crash Death Star, um, and she um, she goes out on her own. Um, uh, the the rest catch up to her, but she she gets there first, uh, and she finds the, the 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 is it the Sith box or the the whatever the the little triangle locating thing is. Yeah, the little map thingy. Yeah, and and that's where we see sort of the uh, her as the the evil empress right yeah the dark vision of herself with the with the double-bladed darth maul lightsaber yeah and that was in the trailers and that got a lot of people um a lot of people sort of you know up in arms like what 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 was that and uh uh it's basically the empire strikes back cave scene though like more than anything and it's um yeah so ben shows up um now one thing i thought yeah, so one thing I thought that they should have done um, to make sure that we knew that he was really there was they they should have shown his ship land because I yeah. was like, is he really here? Because we've had sort of that. I think people have called it in the past like force force time instead of like FaceTime where the yeah where the two of them are. <laughs> I was like, is he really here? Um, so then there's a there's the epic sort of sword fight, right? Uh, yeah, not sword that was fight, awesome. saber fight. Saber um, fight, yeah. Uh, Leia, uh, you know, she comes to her end, um, sort of reaching out to, to Ben. That gives him the distraction, um, and uh, Ray is able to impale him with the, with the saber. Yeah, but um, for both of them at that point, it's the turn to the light. Yes. Yeah. So uh, she force heals him again, which we've seen her do, um, and then. Uh, I'm trying to again. I'm drawing a blank. She, she leaves. How does she leave? She gra- oh, she, she takes she takes the ship. Yeah. She takes his Tie Fighter. So he's there yeah. alone, um, and somebody shows up. So why don't you why don't you talk about who shows up to talk to talk to uh, Ben? That part is awesome. That um, they basically yeah. While Ben is because this that's something that they've been. You know, throughout the three films, it's been about Leia reaching out to Ben and mm-hmm. not being able to reach him ever. You know, in the first film, she sends Han. Han gets killed. In the second film, they have a brief moment where you think he's going to kill Leia. And she kind of reaches out to him and he doesn't do it. And uh, then in this one, he, she finally gets to him and that's his turn to the light. Mm-hmm. But we still have one thing unfinished and that's his relationship with Han. So Han comes to him, and I don't know if it's a. Do you think it's a? Is it as as a ghost? Is it as a memory? Because like there's something in the last two films that they've talked about is that Han in the last film Luke says that he'll always be if if Kylo strikes him down he'll always be with him like Han is. So I thought I thought that Han was like a ghost or something like that or at least like a memory that followed Kylo around. Um. But basically, yeah, Han Solo comes back, talks to Kylo, and they have this really sweet father and son moment where basically Han is able to succeed in doing what he was, what he wanted to do in Force Awakens mm-hmm. by talking to him. And they do the same angles back and forth as when Kylo killed Han Solo in the first one. And they, uh, they do a callback to the I love you, I know thing, which was sweet. Um, yeah, what did you think of that scene? 
Uh, I, I liked it. Um, I, it was, it was interesting to see, to see Han there. I, I wonder if maybe that part was originally for Leia, but with mm. the passing of Carrie Fisher, they, yeah. they changed it and they, 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 they had Han come in. Um, so that, that, that could have been sort of, you know, some logistics that they had to work out with, you know, the, un, the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher. Um, but I, yeah. I did like it. I, you know, it's, it's always, it's always good to see, to see Han. So, uh, uh, I, I like that. Yeah, me too. I was, that was something I didn't know was going to be in this film. And that was a pleasant surprise that he came back. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was expecting Luke to return as a force ghost, but I wasn't expecting Han to come back, which that leads us into the next scene. Yeah. So why don't you talk yeah. about that? Yeah. The next scene is that Ray drives, Kylo's ship. So she's, she's been, she's conflicted this whole movie about who she is mm-hmm. and people keep asking her who she is. They, she just says Ray and she doesn't, then, then people ask Ray who, you know, that kind of thing. But that's also like, you know, a, on the nose way of saying that she's having an existential crisis, but she feels that she's getting more of a pull to the dark side because she thought she killed Chewie when she shot force lightning on out of her hands and then she feels like she might have killed leia when she stabbed kylo and um even though leia was just giving her spirit up to bring um ben back yeah then but she so she's burning kylo's ship on the island where luke was hiding and um she throws the lightsaber into the fire and luke luke's ghost catches it yes and uh, then he gives her a pep talk about how she has the choice. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, that she is the granddaughter of the greatest evil that the galaxy's ever known. It's that and what matters is that she has a choice in who she can be. Yeah. So he raises, he raises the X-Wing out of Which the... Is, yeah, cool. Did you like that? I did. Um, and I thought what was interesting was when we first met Ray like in Force Awakens, I think she was like leaning up against like a, an at-at with like a oversized like X-Wing fighter helmet yeah. on. So this sort of brought that full circle. Yeah, that was so great. That, the, to put her in Red 5 uh, was, was, was good. Yeah. Um, so she takes, she takes the X-Wing to, um, to the planet that uh, the, the Emperor is on. It's, is it X, X, Exegol? Exegol, yeah. Um, but the, the, the rest of the, the crew is sort of in route there as well um, with whatever, whatever they can. That's right, because we forgot about that little droid that was the, the Jedi Hunter's droid. And he knows the location of the Sith planet, but he doesn't know how to navigate through the gravity wells and other traps. So they still need the map yeah. that Ray has. And so Ray transmits it through, through Red 5. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the whatever forces they have can go. They go. They go to follow Ray, but Chewie and Lando go to yeah. sort of um, rally the troops. And yep. I guess they were picked because uh, they they asked for people to to come in in, in the last movie, and no one showed. Right. Um, so it was like, hey, these guys are the the you know the heroes of uh, you know the. the the story that we've had the longest that are still alive. We got Chewie, we got Lando. So they go out to make the call. We don't, we don't, we don't hear from them for, for quite some time. 
um, Ray is confronted by the the emperor, and there's a you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk there, mm-hmm. um, and he's sort of trying to to entice her to to strike him down and take his place um, uh, on the throne. So so what did you what did you think about that? Yeah, now uh, in retrospect, I, I was kind of on the edge of my seat. I thought it was effective cross cutting between that scene and the battle going on outside, and it was. It's derivative of Return of the Jedi, but, you know, not bad. Like, I don't yeah. mind that too much. I liked the new things, like, with the Sith planet and all the followers and, like, the giant stadium and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like, I like when they add to the mythology, and I like that they're all, they're, like, thousands of them chanting in the language. Uh, like, it's some kind of, like, sacrifice ceremony. Overall, the, the Emperor has never been creepier than in this film. And there was a lot, a lot of cool cultish horror vibes coming off him the whole time and i really liked that so i i like the sort of i liked him his speeches that he gave to ray just because i liked the vibe that they were going with and i like how dark everything was getting um and then yeah the this the fight outside isn't bad i especially love the horses on the star destroyer yeah so ben is also there yeah. um he fights the knights of ren um yes. uh Ray sends him. I forgot about one thing um, with Luke is that Luke gives Ray Leia's lightsaber. Yes, and so she has two at this point, correct? Yeah. And so she, she, two provi- she provides one to 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 Kylo slash Ben. I guess yeah. he's really we should refer to him as Ben now. Yeah, he's Ben now. Um, so he fights off the Knights of Ren, and then the two Ben and Ray are together to to confront the the Emperor. Um, you know, we get the epic sort of back and forth with those two. Um, now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever think that Ray was going to strike him down and become the, the big bad of future movies? No. Uh, Did you? I thought, I thought there was a possibility of it. I thought It would have been cool. I think in, today it kind of resonated with me that I was like, man, it would have been cool if they had switched places, Kylo and Ray, you know, by the end of the films. Well, I'm not sure that, I mean, it's the, it's the last Star Wars and effectively a, a trilogy, and you sort of have to have that moment where everybody's back together, and it would have been really awkward if, if Ben was the one that came back. It's like, hey, guys, I'm so yeah. sorry that for the last two movies I've been, <laughs> I've been killing everybody, but, but I'm good now. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that he could have, he could have been there. But um, yeah, I thought it was a possibility that she was going to strike him down, and, and be, I mean, because we played with, that she's been, not that she's been tempted, but she's just got such a connection to the I dark think, side, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think it was, uh, okay, so I take it back. Like, I mean, I think in, the, in my back of my mind, I knew they were going to get out of it, you know? But I was actually on the edge of my seat during that time because of, uh, like, in Return of the Jedi, you know, the Emperor just basically eggs on Luke to the point of striking him down, basically mm-hmm. being like, look what I'm doing, I'm killing all your friends and stuff like that, so kill me. What I liked about this film was is that we've been, they've been hyping up Rey's powers up until this point, that she's going to be the next powerful, like Kyle has been telling her, you know, everything like, you know, your power is untapped, and then of course we know that she's, you know, related to Palpatine, which means she has his power running through her. So what I liked was, Palpatine basically being like, I can survive anything. If you have my power, you can save your friends, you know, and you can, you can end everything 
if you strike me down and let my power be yours, you could stop the war and bring about peace. So actually, you're right. I do think I agree with you. I actually I was at one point being like, oh, that's a good choice to make her turn easier for her, basically to use her love for her friends against her. Yeah, she sort of would have become the big bad by doing yeah. something, something good, which was was, was which was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they 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 fight um, the emperor Ben and and Ray um, while the 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 aerial battle is sort of um, going on, uh, and it looks like all is lost. It's your your classic you know Star Wars all is lost moment, um, but uh, Ray and Ben are able to, well, no, does Ben, it looks like Ben is gone. Cause it looks like Ben, ben has been yeah. knocked away. Yeah. Um, so then, but he does come back and, and, and saves, saves the day, but he is, he's injured, right? Or, or is he? Yeah. So he's he fatally wounded. Yeah. So what happens is, is that both of them. So like there are, there are these guards around the emperor. Ray kicks their butts while Kylo's kicking the Knights of Ren's butts. And then Kylo joins her and they stand in front of the Emperor and he just knocks their lightsabers away and starts stealing their life force because yes. they're both so powerful mm -hmm. that he starts stealing their life force so he can use their power to rejuvenate himself and then destroy the whole fleet. And in between, and Chewbacca have come back with more people to fight the new uh, First Order ships, mm -hmm. including Wedge, who is your drawing today is uh, is mounting the the guns on the Millennium Falcon, which I kind of let out a little cheer. I was like, "Wedge!" Yeah, he came on. Um, I don't know. What did you think of that? I I, I liked it. Um, it took me like nobody like acknowledged him by like his like call sign or his name. Like I wish yeah. that would that would have happened. Um, but just sort of like I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool that he's there." Um, yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, so then so while so he. He starts, yeah, he starts stealing them, and then Ky it looks like Kylo's going to try to go for the Emperor, and then the Emperor just force pushes him away down into this hole. And then Ray grabs Luke's lightsaber and goes after the Emperor, and um, he starts electrocuting her, and she starts blocking it with Luke's lightsaber. So, but and before it, that, yeah. is she, when she gets knocked down, she gets spoken to by sort of like every Jedi. Oh, yeah, duh, from, I forgot the from, coolest part. Yeah. So from like, so it's like, you know, Obi-Wan speaks to her, Yoda speaks yep. to her. Um, Mace Windu. Mace, Mace Windu. So she sort of, um, that's when, I, I, I think she makes the statement that like she's every Jedi or, or whatever. I don't remember, yeah. I remember that correctly. Well, Luke makes the comment about a thousand generations living inside her of yes. Jedi. And so, yeah, literally you get tons of Jedi voices. Yeah, you get, you get Mace Windu. You get Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. Mm -hmm. um, you get Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. You get Frank Oz as Yoda. You get uh, Sam Jackson as Mace Windu. You get a lot of people from the cartoon shows coming back and doing their voices. Um, Liam Neeson came in as Qui-Gon Jinn. It was a very cool moment. I yeah. Thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, so basically what's... So that's, that's to contrast with Sidious basically saying, I've been alive for thousands of years. I've been mm -hmm. cheating death for thousands of years. So you're going to have those thousands of years of evil inside you when you strike me down. And then Ray realizes that she's had a thousand years of Jedi. Yeah. 
inside her to fight back against Palpatine. So I think Ben crawls out of the pit, right? Well, no, before that, um, she grabs Leia's lightsaber. So she has Luke and Leia's lightsabers and she's got, and Palpatine's trying to electrocute her and she crosses both of them like a crucifix within a vampire film, basically. Yeah, that's right. And then she, then she blasts him back with the lightning and he face melts like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, she kills him. But in that, in that moment, she's used up all her life force to kill him. And so she looks like she's dead. Okay, so that's when, I guess, is that when Ben comes? Yeah. Ben comes out of the, the, the pit and he sort of, he sort of consoles what he, what he sees as a, as a dead Ray at this point, right? Yeah, so he thinks she's dead, but then he gives her his life force so that yes. she can come back to life. Now, this is the part, this is the second part I was going to say is the next part of, like, important part. And it's, it's a little more fun, but, like, what did you think of them smooching as soon as Ray comes back to life? I did not like that. Yeah, that's a big point of contention I've found with people. So it's like, if you like it or if you don't. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it will, so actually, like, one thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, there was that dynamic with Pin and, uh, Finn and Poe, where they're sort of, like, peacocking around her to sort of get her attention. Yeah. And I don't know if she's, as, if she's just not paying them any attention, or if she's just clueless as to, to what they're doing. Yeah. But, like, uh, I couldn't figure out, like, you know... I felt like if she was going to be with anybody, she should be with Finn. Yeah. For, for, for her to kiss Ben uh, was just, it was just weird. Which there was a whole, like, you know, there was a lot of shipping at the end of Last Jedi because there was good chemistry between them throughout that film. And there was, like, even the, like, you know, at the end of Last Jedi, he, he reaches for her hand to come and join him. And then that's something that they bring up throughout this film as well. Yeah. But I never took that as, like, you know, let's get it on, you know, like I just never took that as, so my thoughts on it is that it's a very JJ Abrams thing to do. Yes. Like that's because that I was like, when I watched it, I was like, I felt this way before watching a movie, not a star Wars film. And I had to think about it. And it dawned on me the other day. I felt the exact same way when Uhura and Spock made out in the remake of star Trek. Okay. Like, sitting in the theater, I was like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I didn't really feel like that was needed and I didn't really feel like it wasn't needed. It was just there. And like, and that's sort of how I feel about this film. I was like, that's such a J.J. Abrams thing to do. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been, there's, there's been romantic couples in Star Wars, but there's never really been romance. It's sort of like, I mean, there's a little bit more romance than like a Tolkien novel, but there hasn't yes. been like, you know, we, we know that these two people are together and that they love each other, but there's not like a lot of like romance, uh, you know, uh, uh, with, with the people. So that it was, it was very strange to sort of have like the hero saves the day. And I guess in this circumstance, it's girl kisses boy, but it's just, that was, it, yeah. that was, that was really strange. Yeah, it was a little strange. Um, I'll have to watch it again to maybe really make up my mind whether I like it or not. Like, all I could make up the points is that it's just there. You know, that kind of thing. And I don't really feel like it was needed or deserved um, or earned. 
like I know that there was great chemistry between the two and actually I would have rather I thought about like would I rather her and Finn you know share a romantic moment and I didn't I didn't even really like that idea either um but like I yeah so I have to think about it still but yeah that was yeah that was the next point it was it was that and the the Palpatine twist were my two things that I'm like how do I feel about this yeah yeah so that's pretty much the conclusion of the the movie i mean once well, we once, have the, the the final the payoff to the title of the film yeah no. um i mean once once the emperor is sort of defeated and that 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 force lightning that he's been you know unleashing on everybody's gone the 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 fighters are able to to take out all the star destroyers um so everybody is um you know the day is saved uh uh um but uh I, you know, we, we, we do have like the celebration scene where everybody gets back together. It's sort of your, yeah. it's sort of your end of, uh, your end of, uh, empire. I'm sorry, your end of Jedi where everybody's celebrating. Um, complete and, with Ewoks celebrating as well. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that, that was sort of, that's another JJ thing to sort of, you know, give us all the stuff that we, that we like, give us a little glimpse of, of all the stuff that we liked uh, from past movies. Exactly. So yeah um, so let's uh let's let's tie this up with uh the the end where she goes back to uh tatooine to to luke's uh moisture farm right yeah that was very emotional because they do all the same angles from a new hope mm-hmm. like looking down where amperu like first called to luke and uh then the old lady comes and asks who she is but also it's a cool callback to force awakens because she grabs a piece of metal and she slides down yeah like she did in force awakens and um yeah then the old lady asks her who she is and she says ray and the lady's like ray who and then she looks and she sees the force ghosts of luke and leia looking on her from a distance and uh we get she says i'm ray skywalker which i thought was cool i thought that was earned yeah Um, i it yeah. was it was uh it was the uh the way to tie everything together yes. at the end yeah. so I, I did like it now somebody's gonna have to take that old lady out because she's the only one who knows that those lightsabers are there so like yeah exactly if she if she, yeah. uh, if she has loose lips or you know goes and has a little bit too much to drink at uh most eisley she might uh she might spill the beans yeah, this is uh, this ray skywalker chick burying and <laughs> two lightsabers out in the moisture farms yeah that's yeah um yeah so yeah that's that's important too because yeah ray buries luke and leia's lightsabers out in um at the moisture farm as well and uh because alderaan was blown to smithereens so she can't really bury it on you know alderaan or anything like that um but then she gets uh i I was really excited when she unveiled her ray's new lightsaber what did you think of yellow yellow lightsaber ray i liked it it was uh I, I can remember like being a, a small kid and like when uh, Luke shows up in, in Jedi and he's got a different uh, colored lightsaber because he's done all the training. I, I, I liked, uh, I liked seeing that. So me too. Yeah. I was very happy to see a, a new color of lightsaber. Cause that for me, it was Mace Windu's purple lightsaber as a okay. kid, but that was like mind blowing. And yeah, same thing. So, so that's the end of the movie. I think, yeah. uh, I think talking it through now, I, 
I'm back to, to liking it a little bit more than I was when I was sort of processing it in my head. I have yeah. two, I have, I have one question I want to ask you before, okay. before we tie, we, 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 we tie everything up. Ray's parents, hmm. which, which they never said if the mother or the father was the emperor's kid. And if, oh, well, no, they are not if, how did he conceive those kids? Because I don't really see the, I don't really see the emperor as a guy who's uh, going to romance any ladies. And uh, so did he sort of create them through like some force powers or maybe some. My theory is that Palpatine like, you know, donated something to like an intergalactic sperm bank. That's just my, that's my theory. I would, I would buy that more than he, uh, you know, he, he went on uh, Jedi or Sith Tinder and, uh, yeah. and found, and found a, and found a date. So, so yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, in, in, before it became legends, there was a, an expanded universe story where they explained Anakin's conception as being something that Palpatine orchestrated because he talks about in Revenge of the Sith that his master was able to create life mm-hmm. and then Palpatine killed him. And so Palpatine has the ability to create life and cheat death. So him being alive in this film fits with other films because he, he talks about in Revenge of the Sith, how he has the secrets to living forever. Yeah. And, and I, I haven't yeah. read it, but I think uh, I heard it on another podcast. Apparently Charles soul touches on that in the, in the Vader comic where oh, at one point, like uh, Vader has like a nightmare and it's just sort of, uh, the emperor telling him again that you know he he created he created him so oh, they they, they, okay. they play with that a little bit um but i i don't know for sure um where that is in that sort of darth vader series but i think that's in there so that's again that's a connecting comics in a small way to to, to, to the to the movie universe yeah and um I, now that makes me want to go back and finish the uh, charles charles souls run on darth vader um yeah, but I think that's that's the in canon then explanation. So I'm guessing I think they I think he says it's his son that that had that was Ray's father. I think okay. I think I I, I want to say that's what I remember, but I might be wrong. I'll have to watch it again and see if they they say who was Palpatine's child. Well, if he uh, says because he says like you're weak like your father, and then he says and your mother. So I guess we never really know. But yeah. Well, I I know that all the executives at at Marvel and Disney are are listening, but uh, I'm, oh, yes. I'm willing I'm willing to write the uh, the dating the dating life of uh, the, the Emperor if they if they want the uh, the four issue series of, of him going out and on dates trying to trying to to find uh, Mrs. Wright. Hey, you might be able to have it be a crossover with the uh, um, the horticulturists in uh, at that one of those is Ray's grandma. Yeah, I like that. Know? So yeah. So all right. So uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close. Do you uh, do you want to give a final thought? Uh, I guess uh, like we said, uh, talking this through, I think uh, we're both sort of more on the fact that uh, we liked it a little bit more than. Yeah, sort of... I, I had fun watching this, and I think that's what Star Wars should be more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Star Wars should be. You should leave the theater having had a sense, like you know, having had fun. And I yeah. did have fun watching this. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's what that's what Star Wars is to me, and it's it's escapism, and I think that's this movie delivered on the escape. Even though like there are bad parts, but every Star Wars film has bad parts to it, and some more than others. But 
I'm always on board for Star Wars. It never really like, I never really get tired of it. Awesome. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I liked it. Uh, it's kind of hard. Well, I guess some would argue that you could go wrong with Star Wars, uh, depending on how you feel about the prequels. But it's a little difficult to go go wrong with Star Wars. Yeah, and I, even like, I, and I'll like I said, I, I have an attachment to the prequels just because they were my Star Wars films growing up. Um, yeah. I won't ever put them above the original trilogy. Never, never. Um, but like, and same with these. Like, I would never put them near that level but like i still love what people like people who love the world do with the world of star wars so yeah all right uh that actually gave me another question and i'm sorry this will be the okay. last one if you all right for so for my son when i showed him i was like you you're watching these four five and six then one two and three if you yeah. were going to take this to a to a small kid, would you let them watch them in order or would you make them watch them the way everybody else watched them? Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That is one of my greatest ponderings in life. I, I think about this more than religion, <laughs> than politics, than my own family. I think about how I would show people Star Wars. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it this morning because my niece lives out in California and she's been to Galaxy's Edge a couple of times at Disneyland and she's five. Okay. She loves the Star Wars stuff there, but she's never seen any of the movies. And I've been thinking about how I would show her the Star Wars films. And uh, I have a friend who grew up watching the prequels in theaters. And at the end of Revenge of the Sith, it blew his mind that Anakin was Darth Vader. Because oh, okay. he'd never wow. watched the original trilogy before. And, but, you know... Everyone knows who Darth Vader is. He's the bad guy of the Star Wars world. Whether you've seen Star Wars or not, you know who Darth Vader is. Yeah. So he went, he got to the end and he was like, whoa, as a kid, this is a little kid. Yeah. And I've seen the reactions of adults even being like, whoa, that's Darth Vader, you know? And, um, but at the same time, you know, you, you might get, as of like showing it to a kid, you might get a, I think, I don't know. You'd, you'd hate to bore the kid to death before you show them the really good Star Wars. Yeah. Because, like, the prequels are so slow. And, yeah, so, like, uh, I think I would stick with the original trilogy. But there's a good argument to show them the prequels first, I think. But yeah, I, I never really thought them. about it until you, you, you brought that point up. Um, yeah. I guess it's just sort of my experience. I I sort of think that that's... And it makes sense that I, I feel like that's the experience that, that other people have, but you explaining yeah. it as, as another way is, is, is pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for, for joining us. Um, if they could give us a rating and review, we would really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on social media, we are on Twitter at construct Compod, on Instagram at constructing comics pod facebook constructing comics youtube constructing comics and uh, we'll be back with another episode very soon thank you